You are listening to the sermon podcast of International Lutheran Church in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Pastor Chuck Hoffman. Good morning again, everyone. I'd like to start this message with a few very well-known words from Paul. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again because the vision, softly creeping, left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. Now, some of you may know that I'm not quoting the Apostle Paul from the New Testament. I'm quoting Paul Simon. Uh, That is the opening verse from probably his most famous song, The Sound of Silence. The lyrics of this song are actually quite profound. I can remember as a child uh, going through my parents' record albums and uh, uh, I saw this one album you know I miss albums because they were so big and you could see on the cover so well uh, what the artists looked like or or the cover art and so there was this album called Simon and Garfunkel's Greatest Hits and there's this tall man uh, with a big puff of blonde hair and there's a much shorter man standing next to him with much less hair and uh, this was this duo so I I grabbed this album and I put it on the record player and I dropped the needle as it begins to rotate and I hear this delicate guitar these arpeggios and then enters this rich harmony of these two men singing the sound of silence well that doesn't really Makes sense, right? Silence should not have a sound. Isn't that the definition of silence? Silence means there is no sound. But in, in, in those lyrics, and you know, the more I, I read the lyrics of this song, I think it's one of the deepest songs ever written. Uh, it reveals something that's very true. There is a sound to silence. Silence communicates. Silence carries vast meaning. We speak volumes to each other with our silence. The song goes on. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing songs that voices never share. And no one dared disturb the sound of silence. Now, I wish I could spend an hour up here unpacking my personal theories about the meaning of those words and and the whole song, but I could do that, but then it wouldn't be a very good sermon, so I won't do that. Instead, I want to use that as an entry point to say that silence means something. Silence is profound. 
We just listened to this scene-by-scene description of Jesus' last 12 hours alive in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, The chapter begins at dawn on Friday and it ends at dusk of the same day. And everything that happened between sunrise and sunset on that day is wretched. It's shameful. There are lots of shouts, lots of commotion, There are lots of words, there's lots of speaking, but not from Jesus. On trial, in front of the governor, Pilate, Jesus is questioned. Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. That's his only response. And then, silence. But this silence is silence that means something. Pilate is amazed that Jesus will not defend himself. He is silent as charge after charge is levied against him. This is silence that communicates. This is silence that has a sound. It's the sound of love. It's the sound of obedience to the point of death. Throughout the whole chapter, Mark chapter 15, there's the noise of the crowds. There's our noise. And it is contrasted with Jesus' silence. The decision's been made. The Son of God is surrounded by six hundred Roman soldiers. That's what a battalion is. No group of 600 men is ever quiet, much less a a group of Roman soldiers that large. They would have been gritty, they would have been loud, and they would have been brutish. They mock, and they play, and they do much worse. And Jesus is silent. There is a sound to his silence. His silence carries more weight than the noise of all of those soldiers. Then uh, up on the cross, the mockery continues. First the crowds, then the authorities, even at least one of the criminals next to him. They each take their turns trying to pull Jesus down to their level, shouting insults, wanting to hear a little something, anything in return. But all they get is silence. Jesus does not address their insults. Instead, there is this pregnant silence and then darkness. Darkness descends on that hill, descends in that city for three hours. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. And then just like uh, a light that is switched on in the middle of darkness, it kind of stabs at the darkness. Jesus, his final words, they, they stab at the heavy silence. 
And the words that broke that silence, they're so profound that Mark had to share them the exact way that Jesus spoke them. In the original language, in the Aramaic, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? After this, there's just one final loud cry, one final breath, and then it is finished. And now comes true silence. The Son of God is dead. But the noise, the noise of the mocking is replaced by a different sound. Tentative sounds of faith, sounds of reconnecting with God. There's the soldier that witnesses this and he says, truly, this must be the Son of God. There's the sound of fabric ripping in half, the curtain of the temple, the separation between God and man coming down. There is the sound of a man named Joseph quietly and discreetly seeking permission to bury Jesus. Joseph was a respected member of the council. He could have, he should have easily just walked away. Why be connected to this executed blasphemer? But Joseph took courage and he did the right thing. There's the sound of a rock being rolled in front of a stone tomb, stone rubbing against stone, and then again, silence. Silence that speaks. Silence that asks the question, what have we done? The Simon and Garfunkel song, if you look at the lyrics, it's a song about alienation. It's about people who are separated from one another. Especially in, a, in a, an urban setting, at nighttime, people walking the streets and they share glances but they don't share words. They're scared to disturb the sound of silence. Yes, people are alienated. People are separated from one another. And the, the root cause of this is sin. Sin separates. It separates people from one another. And it separates us from God. And that's what Jesus came to change. And he changed it by staying silent. When any one of us would have spoken would have tried to defend ourselves. So there is a sound to silence, and it is the sound of love. It is the sound of forgiveness. It is the sound of opening the way between God and man. One man remaining silent in the middle of a noisy and vengeful crowd. It's like one tiny candle, a little flame uh, surrounded by darkness on all sides and for now that silence remains 
for these next days. This silence remains until it is broken with alleluias and he is risen and the joy of the empty tomb. His followers could not keep quiet once they saw what happened on that Sunday morning. But for those sounds, we wait. For that joy, meet me back here, same time, same place, seven days from now. Amen.